Welcome to a Tennis.com podcast direct from the U.S. Open. Sponsored by Prince XO3 Racket Technology and by American Express. American Express presents Next Contenders. Get to know four of today's game changers in tennis and follow their moves during the 2010 U.S. Open. For more, visit nextcontenders.com. Hey guys, it's day five of the U.S. Open podcast. I'm Adam McGrogan here with Sarah Anki and Steve Tigner. Uh, today, uh, like yesterday, there was Beatrice Capper who made a you know, big splash in the grandstand today. It was Ryan Harrison. He didn't win, but he played a very thrilling five-set match against Sergei Stakovsky. Uh, held three match points, eventually loses in a tiebreaker in the fifth set. Um, you know, a loaded crowd. This was standing room only. And uh, there's a lot to lot to like from the American. I think, uh, Steve, you might agree. I was there for a little bit. You caught a little of that. Um, just tell me what you liked a little bit or what you saw out of Harrison in general from yeah, this match. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I watched him play Lubachik in in March in Indian Wells, and I he didn't um, – he was – he was okay. He didn't seem to have a lot of different shots, but this tournament suddenly he did. He suddenly had a much more complete game. Obviously, he's he's had that for a while. He's worked on that for a while. Serving and volleying and net rushing is is part of his game. But he really showed off showed off a lot of athleticism and and intelligence today in playing Stakovsky, a more experienced player, a guy who just won a tournament in in Connecticut. Harrison. Um, he rushed the net, but he did it at the right times. He he got down. He lost the second set, but he came back after that. Um, and he, you know, he didn't win. He, he you know, he, he blew the. He didn't really blow the match points. He he didn't quite finish the match, but you wouldn't say that he choked at the end. He showed a lot of showed a lot of different shot making and a lot of different and a and a lot of um, you know competitive intelligence. I thought. I I, I agree, especially the. The fifth set, uh, he he drops the fourth. I thought that was kind of a big set from the fourth set, and um, he goes down quickly three a, a break and three one on the fifth, and he's also down triple break point. I think um, and he comes back, holds holds there, immediately breaks Stikovsky, and then I think at the next game he actually fended off a break point again. Um, so overall, I I really you know was impressed. That I I thought by the fifth set he could wilt away just. You know, there, this is a huge crowd in front of him. He'd never been in this position before, and he, you know, it's just a very encouraging sign to see. But just overall, just a great match. If you were here, watch on TV. It was all over the grounds and everything too. Yeah, it was really the match of the day. It went all went for four hours and took up took up the major part of the day. It almost was like that was the only only match on the grounds at, at times. But um, but even though I liked the fact that Harrison said afterwards that he really went into this tournament with a plan, with a with a plan, with a you know he he set out in both of the guys he played like here's how I'm going to play this guy, here's how I'm going to beat this guy, and he executed it. And that was that was interesting to hear him say that he really that was and he said it was the first time he'd felt like he'd been able to do that. Yeah, exactly. And serve, I mean, serve and volley style. Steve, you just—I mean, you just wrote actually it's on the site right now. Just it wasn't a, a strong start for him, serve and volley wise, but he did keep you know going back to that shot and um, showed a lot of you know a lot of all court coverage just in in general athleticism. You mentioned a lot of a lot of overheads. It's always good to see players put away overheads. Actually, yeah, it really does. It really does make for like really exciting tennis viewing. The, the serve and volley, the approaching the net. 
lots of volleys and lots of overheads. It was he had a Federer. Fun to watch. He had like another Federer, not a, not a between the legs, but a really neat retrieval shot from the back. So um, yeah, I think yeah. he tried it a couple more yeah, times as well, and he missed it. But he yeah, <laughs> fell in love with it a little bit. <laughs> and he never did go to the between the legs one there. Yeah. No, he's great. He 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 almost like he he overruns things, and then he has to get back for the overhead. But he but he can make it. You know, he's he's got that he's got that athleticism. He's sort of like a I mean, in that sense, it's like a Boris Becker. He's 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 sort of you know in every part of the court and, and almost almost barreling around too fast. But but uh, you know that I'm sure he'll rein that in in the future. American Express presents Next Contenders. Your chance to get up close and personal with four of today's game changers in tennis: John Isner, Sam Query, Melanie Udan, and Caroline Wozniacki. Visit nextcontenders.com to follow the excitement during the 2010 U.S. Open and discover the person behind the player. It's tennis trivia time. Here's a chance to test your tennis knowledge with a tennis.com podcast trivia question. Brought to you by Prince XO3 Racket Technology. Are you ready? The question is, Prince player John Isner played in the longest tennis match ever at this year's Wimbledon. Which retired Prince player played the longest match ever at the U.S. Open? If you think you know the answer to our trivia question, visit the official Prince Tennis Facebook page at facebook.com slash official.prince.tennis. Once again, that's facebook.com slash official.prince.tennis. Become a fan today and be sure to leave your answer on the Prince wall. And the women's matches uh, today, uh, there's a lot of quick ones on Ash. The whole card on Ash was a really quick setup. Uh, Andy Murray cruised. Uh, there was a quick starter. Emilia Dementieva won over Danielle Hantakova. And then Kim Kleisters took out uh, Kvitova, the Wimbledon semifinalist, you know, with no trouble at all. And, and she gets Ivanovic next. Ivanovic won, um, won her match on Armstrong at straight sets. Um, at, against Rosano, um, pretty comfortable scoreline too. And it, I guess for Ivanovic, I, I was thinking that, you know, any, even if she won here, she would be kind of in dog fights and, you know, having to really scrap one out, but she's actually post put together a, a, some pretty comfortable wins in the first three rounds here and then sets up a really marquee battle. It's for sure going to be an ash and, you know, probably a night match could be a smart play for the USDA against Kim Kleister's in the next round. Yeah, Ivanovic. Um, yeah, she's played. She. I guess it shows just like the match with, with Zhang that she, is. Um, you know, if she, if she has her, if she's not nervous. If she's not, if she has her confidence. Then she's just superior to these girls in the, these women in the early rounds. And she's and she is. I mean, she has. She's the better player, and she's shown that just by, pretty much running away with the match today against Rosano and I would expect the Kleister's match to be good. They were supposed to play in Cincinnati and, and Ivanovic hurt herself early in the match and had to retire. But, um, and Kim's won all of their matches, but I would, ex- I, if, if Anna plays well, I'd expect a really, really big hitting match on, on, I assume it's going to be Sunday. And I actually think that would probably be during the day because CBS will want that match. Right. But, exactly. Yeah. You just hope that Ivanovic keeps, you know, keeps it together mentally, keeps, you know, serving well and, and going for her shots and, and doesn't have, you know, sort of the mental checkout that she's had. Yeah, we'll see if, if Kim, you know, she'll face a different challenge in this match. Definitely. For sure. And on a, you know, in Ash and a big prime, 
prime moment. So, um, but I, you know, I think she can she can definitely play with Kim. They they'll definitely have a very athletic match. Two of the more you know, two of the more powerful players in in women's tennis. Yeah. Um, one more thing to mention: Sam Sam Query's playing now, but um, but John Isner he he uh, he won today, uh, four setter. But um, I'm not sh- not sure the score line of that. But he's in the third round now. Um, what do you guys think for his chances overall? Um, well, he, his I can't remember what quarter of the draw he's in right off the bat. But um, yeah, he had a um, you know he came in here with an injury. He almost didn't play. But just watching him in these two matches, I felt I feel like he has a chance, you know, assuming he's okay physically to go to go far. He's played a couple times on Armstrong, and he's been very. He just seemed to me very much in control, very self-assured out there, playing you know playing in a way his match dictating, and sort of has the air of somebody with you know with a lot of confidence and and uh, you know more so than. Then you know he's he's gained that over the past year, but I, I feel like I don't know I, I I've gotten a good feeling from 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 watching him at this tournament so far. Yeah, and I think he certainly has a, ch- a chance to get out of his quarter. Um, in his quarter, Eugenie, uh, Lodra, um, Robredo, you know, I sort of think he has got a good shot of getting yeah, out of the quarter where, for sure. Um, that's where Burridge was supposed to be, so that's good. That's a good spot exactly. for him. Yeah, he would be. I would think the clear favorite if if he's healthy. Because you're right about there was there was issues if he was going to play at all, and now he's gotten through two rounds without without too much difficulty. And then he would get if he if he did get out of that, he would get Murray. That's right. Yep. And they played exactly. a they pl- a Murray beat him in Australia, but there was a there was a tight first set. Murray once he once he was through that, he um I think he cruised after that. But but Isner is a better player since then. If if they both get there, Murray's looking Murray really or good. May, or maybe Query. Query's the other guy and another guy in in Murray's quarter. Okay. be fun to see a, uh, an American quarter. Fine. Yeah, we'll see. Burries look pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 90 minutes. That's today. right. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, that's all for today uh, from the uh, Tennis Center, National Tennis Center. Thanks for listening to the Tennis.com podcast. You've been listening to the Tennis.com podcast, sponsored by American Express. American Express presents Next Contenders. Get to know four of today's game changers in tennis and follow their moves during the 2010 U.S. Open. For more, visit nextcontenders.com. And also by Prince XO3 Racket Technology. For more news and information, head over to tennis.com. Thanks for listening.